Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Boiler Track Show, a show by Boiler at Bullet of the Rivals Network. Today, we have a very special guest in honor of the Old Oak and Bucket Week, uh, former Purdue wide receiver, Danny Anthrop. Danny, how are you? Great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, before we talk about the bucket game and, and you guys at Purdue, obviously, Jackson, your little brother, just got drafted into the XFL. Um, what was that moment like for you? Uh, seeing your little brother kind of following your footsteps and pursue that pro football career. I was really happy for him. I was uh, I wasn't home when it happened, so like their draft process is a little different. Mm. <clears throat> so like they don't call you; you just get selected, and then yeah. you find out. It, but a lot of people were following along with it, uh, so he saw his name go across the ticker. Uh, so he was excited about it, and. Uh, you know, he's excited to go down to Arlington, and it's in a good place. Uh, we know a decent amount of people down there, so we're excited to go down there and visit some friends and, and watch him play a little bit. But he's excited for it. He goes down in January, and that's when he'll get to work with them. So he's uh, there's a few other boilers in the in the mm -hmm. league, so it'll be fun to see where, what happens with all those guys. Yeah, I believe it's Terry Wright. Greg Long, Tyler Witt, who were both on the team with Jackson last year, and then mm -hmm. uh, Jalen Robinson as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, I saw Jalen. I'm excited for him. I know he's playing rugby for a while. Was he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Where in the States? Uh, I think a little bit was uh, in Australia, if, if, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, he played rugby for a little while. Those dudes are badass, too. Yeah, yeah. That's, they don't mess the, they don't that's one of the last human beings I ever want to see playing rugby is Jalen Robinson. Yeah. yeah just punishing those kids. <laughs> Any linebackers or D linemen? Forget about it. They're, yeah. Because, like, that's like the – I feel like that's probably the norm over there in, like, those leagues. But I don't, I don't have a whole lot of knowledge on them. Yeah, yeah, I – I was watching like some of his highlights and he's just killing people. And then he was actually r running, running the rock a little bit. And I was like, yeah, that's, I'm glad I'm not a part, any part of that. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the opportunity itself though? Obviously um, the XFL played in the spring. So, I mean, you can theoretically, you saw a few guys like Taylor Heineke, PJ Walker, guys that are, were starting quarterbacks in the NFL this past year, kind of, get seen and, and get that notoriety in the XFL back in 2020. Uh, what do you think about the opportunity for him to, to still be able to play football and showcase himself for uh, possibly the NFL? Um, I've always told people, I think there's far more talent in the United States and the world abroad uh, to have far more than 32 teams. Um, and like I, I was just looking at Jackson's team and one of the, the second round draft pick for the Colts when I was there is a safety for him. Mm -hmm. um, so like they're going to be really, really talented people. Um, and I, I think that it's going to be a good league and uh, I'm excited to see like, uh, like the showmanship or like the broadcast of it, mm -hmm. just to kind of see what it's like, see if it's uh, crazy, like the old XFL. Uh, but no, I think it's going to be a really, really exciting league. Uh, it's in a time where people kind of crave football too. So it's like right after the Super Bowl. Um, and maybe we don't have to wait 
uh, half a year to, for football season again. Uh, but no, I think, I think it's going to be really exciting. Hopefully uh, the attendance works out and the interest is there. Uh, I know the, uh, I know that people, yeah, people come, people go to Canada. Mm. They come back. People were in like the the AFL and US AFL, all that stuff, and like made it back to the league. But it'll be it'll be interesting, especially if people make a name for themselves there. Um, I'm excited for it, and I'm excited to go to a game because I've never been to an XFL game. They seem wild. Yeah, hopefully it is. That's <laughs> kind of you know, it's kind of what I'm into. I, I, it would be. Uh, like I was talking to Jackson and I was like, so the rule is about the same, just maybe a little less player safety, which is it's fine by me. <laughs> hey, mate, you never know. We might have the Jeff Brown moment. I know. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's one of my favorite, favorite things in the world. I can't, I can't believe that that, that whole thing is just crazy. Even though it was like well before my time. Yeah, man, I, Hopefully they, that that's how it is. I'm excited for it. Yeah, no doubt. I'm excited for him too. Um, he should he should be coming up on the boiler upload um, on the boiler track show here here in the next few weeks to talk about it too. So um, I don't want to harp on it too long. Um, but for you guys as a family, is it weird to not have an anthro uh, out on the field and what feels for the first time in like forever? Um, yes and no, like it was, it was weird, like the first one, uh, but now it's, it's a lot of fun, like going to the games with, uh, with Jackson and my parents and, uh, you know, kind of setting the clock back about a decade and, uh, yeah, we, we enjoy it. There's a lot less stress involved. Um, yeah, it, it's been fun, you know, kind of show him the, the game day ropes. As as an as an adult and not a high school kid, that was the last time he was doing that. Um, yeah, it, like my mom and dad aren't like wound up like a spring. Um, mm. My mom was like very very anxious before the games, and <laughs> certainly not the case anymore. They look like they're they're having a lot of fun, uh, and it's nice not like feeling the obligation to travel to every game. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, we we enjoy it. It's it's certainly different, but like, still have a connection to a lot of the a lot of the guys on the team, uh, and still care very deeply about the Boilers. So, uh, really excited. Hopefully, Saturday we can we can uh, make some good things happen, and Nebraska can make some good things happen. I'd never cheered so hard for Minnesota in my life. What what are the uh, the pregame? The pregame uh, game day rounds for you guys then that Jackson's been oh. experience as an adult. So it's like it kind of depends on what like former teammates or teammates are back in town because it's like I don't know. I feel like it's like an episode of this time on the tailgate. <laughs> uh, there's like a new three guys that uh, we're gonna go meet, but usually we'll start. Uh, it depends if it's a night game versus a noon game. If it's a noon game, I've had to like work the night of the mm -hmm. noon games. So like, and, and usually it works the night before. So usually like I'm, I, I go to sleep about 6.30 and then Jackson comes and, and wakes me up at like 10.45 and it's like, oh, we're gonna be late. And then I drive him to the game. 
but usually we go to the boiler exchange tailgate with where Pete Quinn's at. Mm-hmm. And that's usually where I run into uh, our mom and dad. And they got my friends and former teammates that are out on the golf course. We'll go out there and then uh, Jackson's a weirdo and wants to go in for like some of the warm-ups. I'm like, I thought I was done doing this. <laughs> I never cared about the warm-ups. I've seen a million of them. They mean nothing. They're like, I, want to go on. I want to go in early. <clears throat> so now I like uh, – what, what I do is I uh, I set like a limit. I'm like, all right, I will go in for the flyover. Mm-hmm. I will not go in earlier. <laughs> we're, we're done doing that. Uh, yeah, my mom and dad used to go in like during the pregame, pregame warmups. Like the unofficial ones where it's like quarterback just throwing around. There's like long, the long snapper. And the O-line men are playing catch. Like, that's when they would go in. And I was like, you guys are insane. (laughs) Kickoff is in an hour and a half. Yeah, probably before they start the clock, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of our – we usually stay north of the stadium. I've never really been down to, like, uh, the intramural fields. Never been down there. It's like – that's such a walk. I have, like, a secret hiding spot um where i where i uh if if i drive to the game i got like this perfect little 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 spot that nobody ever parks at in one of the neighborhoods where it's like right there i will not never disclose that location (laughs) or uh so like sometimes if you like uber to the games if you Mm -hmm. like set like prostate stadium they're gonna take you to a horrendous thing so like you put if you put in like one of the addresses there right off northwestern and then they don't go that route and they just go right to that cherry. I, I always play like a house right there at Cherry Lane Northwestern where one of our kickers used to live when he was in mm-hmm. school. And the guy's like, oh man, I thought you were going to go to the game. I was like, I Thank you for not going to the one-way traffic lanes and get stuck for three hours. Yeah, it's a, it's a mess over there. Yeah, um, so that's, that's kind of our, our routine. No, what's your guys' treatment or like reception okay. in the community as a family? Obviously, if you're a Purdue fan, you know who the Anthrops are and and then what they mean to Purdue. What what do you guys get from Purdue fans if you're walking into the game or just see them out in public? I don't think I've ever um, asked that. Yeah, for, for me, I'll usually like I, I don't know. I think I've been out of it for uh, for long enough to where like it's occasionally like somebody will say something to me that's like kind of rare like i'll see somebody wearing a 33 jersey and be like what a jersey and they just <laughs> look at me and i'm like see ya and like just no recognition which is awesome I, I get a kick out of it um yeah like little kids and stuff will still come up and like uh take pictures with jackson <clears throat> and that's cool uh but that's like uh he's he's very fresh out of it so mm. and it's exciting to see that and then I, I, I used to enjoy people asking him like, "What are you doing now?" Before he got the XFL opportunity, I'm like, "Yeah, what are you doing now?" <laughs> and because uh, it's just a brutal question, it's like, "Well, I'm still working out." So I'm I'm glad that it uh, it worked out for him because he was very very dedicated to staying in shape, and and that's mm-hmm. not an easy thing to do when it's no longer 
it's no longer like making you any money. It's no longer doing anything like that. So like he had a, he worked for the golf course for the part time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he was at the football facility every day. And he's been, he'd been doing that since the day, since before he went to the rookie camp with Colts and then after. So he's been uh, pretty, pretty determined. Then doesn't take a lot of off days, even though I'm not the greatest influence. And I'm like, ah, you don't need to do that. But no, he's he's super focused, and I'm excited for him to go down there. I was looking at the other guys on his roster, and I was like, I think this is a pretty good opportunity for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. And I think he was fairly early within that little like section because, like we talked about earlier, yeah. the XFL does it differently. Yeah, I looked at it, and I was like. Okay, he was the third or fourth receiver they picked. And I looked at the other guys, and they're all like bigger outside guys. Like mm. he's really, he's really the only slot guy that they picked. I was hoping Belichick got him. You know, Belichick loves those little slot guys. Oh yeah, but there's like a million of us now. Like ever, ever, ever since uh, like Wes Welker started mm. balling out in Edelman, and like. Then, you know, like everywhere you look, there's like like every team's got a little little slot guy. Uh, so it's not we're not like the commodity anymore. We're a dime a dozen. Yeah, that's true. That's 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 kind of fair. What now? What about uh, like, I, maybe I just think it's because I see all the time people talk about the Anthrops on like social media and Twitter and things like that. What do you think about that kind of research? Like you guys went on the This Is Purdue podcast um, a while ago, I believe. Um, that was really cool. Uh, the, the, I think the coolest part was we did like a like photo shoot in mm. Ross Aid when it didn't look terrible with the graphs. So that was that was very cool. Um, and then I'm not as, I, I'm not active on Twitter like I used to be. I used to love Twitter. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite. I usually like use it for like mm, somewhat news source. Like if something happens, I'll just like search it and look mm. at what all the insane people say about it, and then go about my day. But uh, that's cool. Like on game day, it's really funny. Like uh, just the, the different things people would say. I think that the the advent of Twitter in uh, sports has made the game much more personal. I remember on one team that I played for, I will not disclose it, but then uh, a, a position that kicks balls through the field goal, uh, somebody may have missed some crucial ones <clears throat> and his locker may have been near to mine. And I remember like seeing his phone, like this is like when I was really young at Purdue, I remember seeing his phone and it was out there just like in his locker. And you can just see the mentions like, and it was just going and going and going and going. And I was just like, wow, I can literally feel the hatred <laughs> that is entering this man's DMs, not even DMs, straight app yeah. notifications. Uh, and I was like, that's wild. I want to never, <laughs> I want to, <laughs> like, my goals for games when I played was don't be on a viral negative uh, video. And uh, that was really number one. It's like as long as I do that, that means I played pretty okay, right? Uh, and then it was, it was like, let's try to make uh, all of the uh, the mentions somewhat positive, unless it's just somebody from the other team that wants to 
do bad things to your friends, family, and and significant others. Mm-hmm. But it's funny. I, I think I think Twitter is uh, really interesting. Like you know, nobody is out of reach anymore. I'd like. To, I haven't really done this, but I'd like to go through and like if LeBron tweets something about a game, go through his mentions and see how wild those are. Oh, dude! I've never done. I'm sure those are insane. Yeah, I've. There's always like if I see like a really really hot take on any anything, it's just like, oh my. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And then like someone like the bad ones, you like click on the profile, and it's like this has to be a bot, but who's running mm-hmm. this bot? Yeah, <laughs> like zero followers, following zero people, two tweets, and they're both horrendous. Yeah, yeah just... it'll be interesting to see. Uh, see the future of all that stuff but yeah retroactively like if a player has a bad game i haven't done this a long time when i was playing i did <laughs> you like search the name and you're just like oof <laughs> you know you know he saw those did you ever search your own name uh no because people usually people usually just put it right at me so <laughs> there was no need to <clears throat> uh sometimes i would search jackson's and screenshot him and send them to him what did he say about that? Uh, I, I mean, some some of them are good, some of them are bad, all of them are funny. <laughs> Most of I, hey, if you can laugh at them, then then uh, you got the power in it. Honestly. I remember. I, I think I, I remember like vividly the the moment that Purdue had lost Danny Etling. We were on the bus. And it was after one of our games, and he's like showing me the mentions that he's getting with just absolute pain in his his face. And I was like, "Yeah, this kid's gone. He's he's going to go somewhere else and have a great career. We are ruining this kid." Yeah, and he did. Yeah, kid is still in the league. So mm-hmm. I was told people I was like, Damian Ling's very very good player. He's young at Purdue and playing for. Maybe not the best. Maybe not the. He may. He probably would have had more success, uh, you know, under a Jeff Brom calling these plays. I'll leave that. Yeah, we don't. Uh, hey, we don't. Gotta, we don't gotta go too. We don't, deep. Gotta, go, we don't gotta go into that <laughs> rabbit hole. All right. But then when he was playing uh, LSU, people were like, oh, doesn't that blow your mind? I'm like, no, absolutely doesn't blow my mind at all. It's kind of what I expected. Yeah, and then same with Appleby too. Appleby had a. Oh pretty, yeah, he had a good year with Florida when he was down there as well. Yeah, really good year. Yeah, people. Had a, I remember like one of the most fun uh, days of uh, that first year out when I went to Harry's and watched the Florida LSU game, and it was awesome because I love playing with both those guys. Mm-hmm. Me and Austin still talk a lot, uh, and just hearing people say like, "Oh, doesn't that shock you?" Like, no, it doesn't. They're really good. I'm telling you. I told people they're really good. Like the media guys would be like, well, like not really media guys, but people would be like, who do you like out of both? I don't know. They're both really good. And I think if we use either one, we'd be fine. They just happen to be on the same team, competing for the same spot. But I was glad that they both had uh, like the good good careers away from, from Purdue. And yeah. Austin's coaching now, and mm-hmm. Etling's, Etling's got a Super Bowl ring with the, the Pats. Apparently he's fast now. I didn't. I never understood. I did not see that coming. 
He had a like an eighty yarder. I know. I was like, what? Is, I was like, this man might. They might need to test this guy. Give him a little wildcat package. Yeah, yeah. That's that's something that was that that was surprising. He was always athletic, but not mm-hmm. burning NFL DBs. Yeah. Now you for you going through that that era in which you did. Um, we don't have to harp on the names and and things like that. <laughs> Obviously, we want to be respectful, but going through that and then seeing where the program has gone to, what kind what kind of goes through your mind when you see where Purdue is at today um, in the weeks leading up and then uh, when you left Purdue? Um, you know, I'm just really, really happy for those guys. Like, I, I don't think there's like a shred of like, you know, bitterness or jealousy for me at least uh, because I never want anybody to go through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, kid, like getting booed at home and stuff like, I used to like look forward to away games just because you expect them to be booed. You're like, all right, like, this is fun. But no, I'm. I think that we're moving in the right direction. Um, like it's it's fun watching a team and like the the gripes that like the fan base has. I'm like, these are good gripes to have. Like these are good problems to have. Hmm. Like it, as long as we're competing and we are. We have legitimate chances to win every game, and we're not just getting absolutely embarrassed week in and week out. I think everybody can accept that, right? Like I always, I always get a kick out of like every fan base thinks that they're going to win the Big Ten every year uh, for every team, and then mm. nobody, uh, n- nobody um, foresees a possible uh, result that hey, uh, not every team can win the Big Ten championship, and that there's going to be some losing seasons in the Big Ten every year. Mm-hmm. And like, people are going to lose games. People are going to win games. And that's, I'm glad that that's the way the Big Ten is now. It's so competitive. Like, people talk about the Big Ten West. I'm like, it's actually been super interesting for me. Like, I am terrible with, like, figuring out the tiebreakers and stuff and the mm-hmm. possible, and I actually, the entire season, I kept, like, every week, I'm like, okay, so this needs to happen. <laughs> and Minnesota really let me down. That just another reason for me not to like uh, PJ Flack. Just one more, put it, drop it into the jar. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's good, and so I think that like everything happens for a reason, and like the <clears throat> some some of those rough years at Purdue when I was there, like uh, during like when when uh, during some like anti police times people like would be kind of down right like morale's not the greatest and i'd be like oh man like i played on a 1 in 11 team in 2013 like this isn't new to me this is fine (laughs) yeah i mean those you as i mean when i was growing up watching purdue it that was tough i mean i can't imagine how tough they were for you but um yeah, you know, our most talented team. I will go to my grave. My entire years there was the year we went one in eleven. You got that's the thing though. Those teams had really good, really good players. Like really good. think about Kawan Short, Ricardo Allen, D'Angelo Yancey, yourself, Danny Etling, and um, Austin Appleby. I mean, you can. There's probably thirty guys you could list that were like good to great college players. Yeah, and 
couldn't we we barely beat Indiana State. Mm-hmm. Like should have been a sign. Should have been a sign. But we don't get into that. We can get yeah. Super frustrating. Like we would be I, Jason King said it best. And he was like, dude, he's like, there are some, I won't use the words he said, but poor, bad teams mm. that win games. He's like, they win games. They're not good. He's like, and then we play them. And it's like, we're playing the Titans. Like, mm. this is, he's like, something's, something's amiss. But I'm glad they figured it out. Like, we're in a great spot. <laughs> it would be so sick if, if Nebraska can do one good thing for me in my lifetime. And get us to the Big Ten championship game. That would that'd be great. For all the noise that's been about Brom and especially this year, I feel like a lot of people have been down on Brom, even though he's seven and four, likely to go eight and four. Um, for him to get to a at least get a share of the Big Ten West title is insane. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Brom is great. Uh, like it's the same thing. Like people want to keep I think I'm sure it's all fan bases, but like pretty fan bases ever since a certain era, they've they've just been like quick to, to go to coach. Right. Mm -hmm. Jeff Brom is one of the best in the country in, in like how I value a head coach is, are they calling the plays or are they, are they, are they calling the defense? If not, then they are an administrator and, like whoever is calling the plays and actually coaching is your head coach. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Brom is calling the plays. <clears throat> so, and he does a really good job at that. So I'm, it's the same thing with like Matt Painter. Like people, t- I love coach paint. People occasionally talk crazy about coach paint and I'll say, okay, uh, well, you tell me uh, who in the world is a better fit for Purdue right now and do you think that uh we could get a get them or b it would be an upgrade and the answer is you they, there's usually no solution that's that's brought forward to me hmm. so whenever i see like a crazy you know matt painter or hear a crazy matt painter comment uh, uh yeah that's like we're not going to talk about uh and it's it's like every year after some game, it's like what are we what are we doing? We're we're always always in contention for everything. Runs a, a very clean program that we don't like. There's like never an issue. Knock on wood. But it's like that's a reason for it. People who recruits and how they go about doing it. Um, yeah, it's it's always an interesting thing for me. It's like you know maybe tournament time or whatever. It's back to that thing. It's like mm-hmm. people just don't like people just not understand that in a tournament of sixty-four teams, sixty-three of them are going to lose, and all of them are going to be mad about it. <laughs> oh no! Don't be barking. <laughs> he said, "Yep." He agrees. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I mean, knock on wood, Purdue beats Indiana on Saturday. It's the first back-to-back eight-win season since 0607 I believe since Joe Tiller was at Purdue which I mean Joe Tiller is one of probably the the most beloved one of the most beloved Purdue figures of all time him and Drew Brees 
and Je- Jeff Brom, if he, I mean, there's all there's always going to be that rumor of him leaving for uh, um, Louisville, but if he stays for 10, 15 years over his career, he could be right up there with Tiller, I think. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Uh, yeah, especially if we go to the Big Ten title game, I'll be upset because I will not be able to attend. <laughs> but uh, it will be absolutely awesome. Um, I'm excited for this weekend. And the cool thing is we'll kind of know the deal because they play on mm. Friday, right? Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, we had uh, hurricane force winds when we played Iowa. Yeah, that one. That game just – it didn't look like Purdue was winning that game regardless, so. Yeah. They just looked defeated from the get-go. Which is strange because at that point, Iowa wasn't like – really balling out mm-hmm. oh, we'll see uh nebraska who they play last week wisconsin maybe maybe they gotta <laughs> win they gotta win wait i think they lost by like two points it was a very close game i have to look it up i gotta look it up now but i remember looking at last week's results with, of nebraska and thinking we got a chance you just never know Yeah, I, uh, especially with, like you said, there's like <clears throat> they lost to Wisconsin by one point 14 15 or 15 14. Wisconsin, hey, they got a shot. Uh, Sam Laporta and the Iowa run or um, fullback are out too. And Laporta is their best offensive weapon, so they're gonna need some turnovers, which they're gonna get regardless. They are that defense, Iowa's is... defense, yeah. It's pretty insane. I was even is always good though. That uh, that number three, the corner. Do we think he'll be in the league? Would be interesting. Would be an interesting. Uh... You mean Riley Moss? No, no, that's thirty. I think thirty. Th- it's like Dijon. Yeah, yeah, Dijon yeah. or Dijon. That dude balls out. <laughs> I think he had, didn't he have a pick six against us. I think so. I don't know why it's, that that game's like erased from my memory yeah. <laughs> the last few weeks. You went you went directly to the Men in Black and they <laughs> they flashed you. Yeah, that game was yeah, it was tough for Purdue. Um, who who do you think is the best cornerback you ever went up against? In um, Ricardo Allen. <laughs> on Aside from that Aside dude was a dog. He was. Darquez Denard was one, and uh, Trey Waynes is really good. Trey mm-hmm. Waynes. Those are both Michigan State guys. <clears throat> um, those are probably some of the top two. Uh, there's a really tall guy, like Jean-Baptiste from Nebraska when I played. Mm-hmm. He was decent. Uh, Brian Body Calhoun from Minnesota was good. Uh, I don't think so. Like I, I used to go against like a lot of the like the nickel package guys yeah. too. Oh, uh, the guy from uh, Iowa. They call him the, uh, the Black Badger. 
I gotta look it up. He broke my finger, like, and it still hurts to this like, day. Like earlier in your career or later? No, later is my senior year. It wasn't Desmond. I play King, Xbox. Was it? What it wasn't Desmond, Desmond King? Desmond it was? King. Yeah, I can I can remember if you guys overlapped. Yeah, he was, he was very he was, good. Uh, yeah, I did. He snapped my one of my pinkies <laughs> when I left pinky, and it still hurts. And that game was like negative negative four degrees and eight inches of snow. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was really good. Uh, and he's, I think is he with the Chargers? He no, they, they traded him to the Texans, I believe. Yeah, or he got traded to the Titans and then sent to the Texans. But he's in the league. Yeah, he was really good. Um, oh, Jimmy Ward from uh, – he went to Northern Illinois. Knocked me out so bad. Uh, 100% uh, fluked the concussion protocol. <laughs> they were like – I don't think that this actually was a concussion protocol. Like my coach was just checking in on me. He's like, what day is it? And I was like, we only play on Saturday. <laughs> Dude, it was on a punt, and I was like going to tackle the returner, and he had peeled back and just caved in my rib cage. It was terrible. And he's still with the Niners, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, he was really, really good. He was like killing people on kickoff. Like he was all over the place. He had a cast on too, dude. just killing people. That's what makes those dudes yeah, different, was- though. Yeah, and like he wasn't like physically imposing you. That's what like the weird thing was. Oh yeah, this guy looks like everybody else I play. Big, athletic, and strong. Uh, yeah, those are those are the ones that I can think of off the, the top of my head. I remember like the worst task I ever had to do, where I was like, mm, I don't know if I can actually do this. Was we played Wisconsin my senior year, and the entire game, the entirety of the game, I had to block uh, their two NFL caliber DNs. It was a chip on. Yeah, they, they, and like it wasn't a chip. Like they were leaving me out. They like all I had, like my job was just to 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 hit them, and like the ball to get outside of me. It was terrible. Wow. Yeah. So if if I'm an offensive coordinator and I'm attacking uh and i think both of them got drafted i can't remember their names off the top of my head my head but uh if i was game planning against guys like that uh i am the last person i am the last (laughs) person on my roster that i'm that i'm uh assigning uh solo blocks against him yeah i'd have to agree uh like, I'm sure there's someone that's worse at it, but out of, like, obviously on the roster, but, as, like, when you look at the starters, I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'll go, and I will cut. I'll cut safeties and corners, and I'll, I'll play hard. But when I'm blocking a guy that's, like, 100 pounds heavier than me, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a losing strategy. Mm. And uh, it turned out that was definitely the case. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, before I before I let you go here, we're coming up short on time. Do you think that with, I mean, obviously Joe Tiller, uh, basketball on on grass, and then now Jeff Brom with his his sort of pass rate offense. Do you think Purdue should have a 
a wing of wide receivers that's kind of similar to the cradle of quarterbacks and the den of defensive ends? You know, uh, what would we call that? The wing of wide receivers. Okay, okay. That's Okay, I, I made that up on the fly, so it, we'd have to figure out a bigger, a better name, but, like, the point still stands. Um, you know, I, I think I can get behind it. You know, you just, we just gotta, we gotta, uh, we gotta get, we gotta make it mainstream. You're gonna have to be pushing this agenda. <laughs> yeah. So you got like, basically it's like David Bell. And, uh, Brian Dale, uh, this, this year, Charlie, um, hmm. Who else would you add to the list? I, I made a list earlier, so I'd put Taylor I think Stubble. Obviously, you can do like Payne Durham, even though he's not a receiver. You'd have to put Dave Young in there too then because he was a tight end way back in the day. Oh, so I thought you were talking about like Bromero. Bromero. No, no, no. The wing of wide receivers at Purdue. So it would be lumped okay. in with like the cradle okay. court. So like I had – Taylor Stubblefield, John Standerford, oh, yeah. Dorian Bryant, Vinny Sutherland, Brian Alford, um, Chris Daniels, and then maybe before that era, I'd I'd have to go back and look because um, obviously I wasn't alive yet. But I think you could make the case that Purdue could make that and make it a part of the cradle quarterbacks and end of defensive ends that that sort of uh, movement. Yeah. No. I, uh... I fully support this. I just I don't understand why it's never been brought up. Uh, because if I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, the uh, so the credit quarterback thing, it's like a national thing, right? So that's true. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it just came came around naturally. Like people are like, hey, uh, all these NFL guys came from here, and then they just made that up. And it's stuck. I, th- I think pushing the uh, receivers thing is is going to be difficult. Yeah. Unless we start just pumping out a ton of uh, <laughs> ton of ton of wideouts. So there's two there's two DNs. I I, I looked them up. Joe Schobert uh. and uh, oh and Vince Beagle. Those two names pop in my yeah. Those two guys played in the league for a while. <laughs> I think one of them still plays uh, like for the Steelers. Schobert, Schobert, I believe, still plays. Um, I don't remember. <clears throat> he's on the Browns, went to the Steelers, and then he went somewhere else. I don't know where he's at now, but sounds about right. Yeah. But whatever the date that game was in 2015, <laughs> it was one of my worst football experiences in my life. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I believe it. Um, but like I said – I'm running short on time, so I'm gonna have to let you go. As always, Danny, I appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah, man, have fun on Saturday at the game. We'll do. Hey, all the best to you and uh, safe out. Stay safe out there, protecting our streets, man. We appreciate you. Sounds good. Thank you.